When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, this time around, Brian, we previewed who? The Parramatta Reels. That's exactly right, Brian. And, uh, well, the Broncos, plenty of strife in the Bronco lamb, so we played a bit of Bronco bingo. Time to continue the previews of 2024. But, Brian, what must we do? What must we do before a preview? Um, speak to Shawnee? No, we always need to... Oh, yeah, go backwards yes. before we can go forwards. Okay, let's And the talk... elevator takes the lift. Mm. No, lies take the lift. Truth. Takes the stairs. It'll eventually get you. Absolutely. It'll eventually get you. Parramatta Reels 2023. Disappointing season after making the grand final year prior. Winning only three of their last eight. Obliterated their finals chances. Still managed to beat the Panthers twice. They've got a good record against the Panthers, haven't they? They do. I'll tell you just on Parramatta. In fact, I'll, I'll bring that up in a second. I think I've got to change them. I didn't have him in my eight. I didn't have him in my eight last year. And I've gone again. Not, not in my eight. They're not in mine. Aren't they? No. No, Clint what? Gutherson had a massive season. 19 tries, just shy of Michael Sivo. One of their stars, Sean Lane, has an injury-plagued season. Uh, he only played 10 games in 2023. Regan Campbell had only 14 games due to injury. Kelma Talangi, Morgan Harper, who, you know, the Seagulls have let them go. They picked them up. Jack Murchie from Huddersfield Giants. Josh Hodgson has retired. Uh, but Jack Murchie's gone to Huddersfield, should I say. Andrew mm-hmm. Davies retired. Wanga Blake, St. Helens. Uh, so there's a big changes there. Um... Can I just tell you something about para? You know this downtown rule? Yes. They're going to be the ones who hurt the most. Right, because they're forwards. Mate, they, if you watched them back last year, they were the number one team of Tata, Tatiana, Western, Webb. As soon as the ball went back, gotcha. that was big for them. Yep. So that's going to hurt them yeah. massively. Well, they've got some big boppers in the in the front row. You yep. know, um, we've got Junior and obviously Regan. Ju- Junior's a big watch for me this year. Yeah. Big forwards. This late in the career, it's hard. It. I'm just looking at their their side. Well, I spoke to the Roosters yesterday uh, at the Super Bowl party. I was asking them, you know, all these generic questions about yep. who do you think Penrith can go for, for? Who's your Smokey? Three of them, without speaking to each other, Kiri, Tedesco, and Angus Crichton, said Para. Did they? Don't sleep on Para. Did they really? Yeah. Here's a team, a likely team, Brian Gutherson, Sivo, Penasini. Bailey Simonson, Sean Russell, uh, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, Junior Paulo, Hans or Lussick in the in the hooker position, Regan Campbell Gillard, Sean Lane, 
Bryce Cartwright, Jermaine Hopgood, Kelma Talangi, Joe Hoffahan, Galway, Ryan Madison, Wirimu Greg. Now, uh, SC Playbook, Timmy Williams, that's his forecasted team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd... Nothing, it's not scaring you? No. Clint Gutherson goes down, they are shot ducks. He's He does everything for them. Not only is he scoring tries, I reckon he is the best fullback in the competition of saving tries. He's he's rock solid. Isn't he? So what you do have, like you, what you do have is Mitch Moses is a gun. Class. He's a gun and the fullback's a gun. The five eights a gun when he wants he, he was yeah. a gun in that in the test series last year. Yep. Tore us apart. Yeah. Uh is there any good young kids coming through? I don't mind uh young Greg. We're a Greg. Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah, solid solid. Mm. They're not in your eight. They weren't in mine, but I'm starting. To not, not at this stage. You can't have them all. No, not not at this stage. No, no. Uh, have you say though? So, um, and of course, last year Parramatta started with Madison missing three games. Yeah, that was wasn't great. How bad was that? Tell you what, the, uh, Brad Arthur might be under a bit of stro- uh, under pressure. Oh up. well, if they don't make the eight for sure, yeah. that's just the, the the game. We're in a what business, Brian? Yeah, results business <laughs> and results driven. And that, what about this one? Is what part of the house uh, going to be closing soon? Is it closed? Oh, really? Window? <laughs> is there a window closing? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who might have a few answers for this. Uh, Shawnee Omrod's going to join us on the other side of this. Uh, Parramatta fans, have we been too harsh? Or is it the time to bounce back? You were in a grand final only about 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. So is it time to bounce back Parramatta? Doesn't Let's matter. See. Doesn't matter. NRL News, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Stock up and save at Chemist Warehouse. All your favourite brands at the lowest prices. Shopping store or online today. Okay, Brian, now you and I have both not seen this. Is this correct? I'm talking about the Reynolds and Carrigan press conference after their scuffle. Correct. I have not seen it. So I thought... Yep. I'm interested to see how they played. I, I personally think... Let's play... Press statement bingo. Press yes. conference bingo. Okay. I think that they're a big, proud club who do things well. Yep. So, therefore, they've spoke to the media manager and the CEO, etc. And I reckon they're going to come up with a few of these. Do you reckon they're going to – obviously, it's done now, but do you reckon they're going to front just by themselves? Oh, I don't was, know. Would, would the coach uh, be there? The CEO be there? Uh, they might be in tandem in polos. Okay. Um, I – I don't think there'll be any bullshit. Okay. I think they're a good club. They do things right. I don't think they'll try and duck and weave and come up with meek excuses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've had issues with Reese Walsh at this time of the year. We've had Payne Haas. So they've had a bit of this, the Broncos, in the last five or six years. I'm suggesting the term own it is about a dollar one. Okay. I'm going to run with own it. I'm going to get some kind of reference to club culture. You know, it's not we don't do this at the Broncos. It's not who we are or something yep. like that, club culture. They'll take full responsibility, possibly saying we've let the fans down, ourselves down and teammates. Well, come on, narrow down. Give me, a, what, give me a, a sentence or words that will come in. Oh, well, look, uh, we're embarrassed. Yep. We're not proud, but look, we take full responsibility. We own it. Uh, we've let down our family, our friends. Most importantly, our supporters who back this club. Okay. So, something like that. All right. But now we've just got to look forward and, and move ahead as a club. All right. That, we're better than that. So, okay. Something like that. Mine are. Yep. I reckon it, okay, it was Corey Oates' fault. <laughs> I don't usually drink tequila. <laughs> yes. 
and I'm on medication, oh. and I didn't know I couldn't drink. <laughs> Barnaby. And Elf does it every week. So. Oh, six more beers. Six, six more songs. More. <laughs> six more six songs. Six more songs. That would be, I still love, <laughs> I, if you're watching this on um, on our YouTube page, when he's holding court, Alfie, right? Yeah, he's the best. And he looks around, and then he does this little jar. <laughs> six more beers. Six more songs. It was outstanding. Because they were kicking him out. What was the context of it all? It was a state of origin. They just won the series. Yeah, yeah but they were kicking him out of the caxton. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted six more songs or yeah. six more Who beers? wants six more songs? And they all start getting behind him, and then he sort of jars his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like Kramer yeah, off Seinfeld. Anyway, uh, let's go to the uh, press statement or the press conference. I think it was a conference, wasn't it, Brooks? Yeah, it was a conference. Let's go to this. Yeah, firstly, I uh, just want to apologise uh, for our actions on the weekend. Um, we take full responsibility of what happened. Obviously, yeah. not good enough. Um, we're pretty disappointed in it. And uh, as a club, we've come a long way with our culture. And um, looking back to... Getting on the front foot and owning what we've done. Um, looking forward to getting moving forward now and um, yeah, bearing it and, and concentrating on footy. Yeah, yeah. Just a second, what uh, Rene said. I just want to take uh, full responsibility for my actions. <laughs> um, yeah, it's obviously uh, not ideal behaviour uh, that I'm proud of, but um, as a club we're moving forward and um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm standing side by side with Adam and I accept responsibility for that. Yeah, you know what the best part about that? that mm. It wasn't written down, wasn't scripted. Yeah, which was great. But, you know, it doesn't need to be scripted. It's the same. It's the same apology that we see for all these things for clubs that own it. Yes, I know. But usually they'll say they're reading it from a piece of paper. Yeah. that's what I mean. Yep, they just did it. So move on. Uh, they're going to get a week suspension against the Roosters um, uh, for the first game. So they'll go <laughs> over Vegas. Yeah, I, I just love them to go. Look, <laughs> look, I, look. We were completely shinless. We, we've had a shocker. And it's not something we are proud of. No. But uh, we apologise. Unfortunately, we can't uh, get the eraser out and remove what's done. We do need to be better in future. Yeah, but you're, you're very good at this. Mm. You, you do this for a living. No. These blokes don't do it. The best thing is that they're not going to be in trouble in Vegas. Yep. Because the heat's on them, so they'll be fine over there. The yep. other three clubs, look out. The other, and the other thing I would have said, and, and for, for the record... Paddy and I are great mates. We might go and have a few today, actually. Yeah, Patch things up, Brian. Yeah. Well, they could have wrestled. But then the do-gooders go, oh, look, they're not taking it serious. Yeah. It, it was a joke. Is it a bad look? Look, personally. It's a bad look. It, it is a bad look? It is a bad look. You can't do it in You can't do it in public. But we saw that in South a couple of years ago. Remember Jacob Host and Luttrell got stuck into it at training? At training. Everyone came out and said, that's awesome. They're showing passion. It went pear-shaped. They didn't play. Was that last year? No, I think it was a year before. Okay. The difference is they got moved on from a club, from a, a nightclub. Okay, does that can't get on does that situation have any bearing whatsoever on their season? No, no, no way. So, so you got two senior players. They're very tight. Those who, who two. may have an issue. No, yeah. And Renee's a G up. Paddy Carrigan understands it. No. Okay. No bearing. Okay. And don't be one of those players at the end of the year when they get knocked out in the second round of the semifinals and go, "See, I told you." Yeah. This is all stems back from, like, <laughs> I hate those people. Oh, but didn't they, um, when the pain heart situation with who was Kelly it? Albert Kelly, Kelly didn't, they ran last that year, didn't they? They ran close to last. Mm. They got the spoon. You're right, but that's this is a different team. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, uh, Jerome Luai is out of the World Club Championship. The Panthers will be without Luai for the upcoming clash with the Wigan Warriors. Ivan, and they're not easy to win these things, are they? No matter how dominant we are, they're not easy to win.
Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch, Brian. Yes. True Crime Tuesday, so we called upon who? Stevie, the hitman heart. Tuesdays on the run home with Joel and Fletch. We discuss, dissect and delve into crimes of the past. It's time for True Crime Tuesday. Yeah, so we thought we'd get him back because he's a keeper. According to the listeners, they love this man, Steve Hart, who is Channel 7's senior journalist at 7 News. And uh, look, Hardy, firstly, we're going to start with something that's not really true crime. We're talking about the Broncos. Mm. We'll get onto some youth crime gangs going up in there, Brisbane, shortly. But uh, how mm. are you, old chap? Not too bad. I'm glad you said I'm a keeper. You might have to talk to my wife about that. She might have a different view. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll pass that on to her. But it's always great to talk to, to such fine gentlemen. Mm. Well, they're not here. So mm. it's, you've got me and Joel today. Yes. Unfortunately, Hart. Uh, Hardy, before we get into some it. some big crimes. Before yeah. we get into this, are you missing Sydney? Yeah, I do, actually. Mm. I miss Sydney. And I'll t- just because it's you and, and, and me, no one else really is across this, particularly in Queensland. I miss the beach. There's no beach in Brisbane. No. Nah. you got the big brown river. This beautiful here. brown river. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's gorgeous. But uh, do you go into Queensland? Is this show? Yes. Got, it does, get... yeah. <laughs> no, it's go gorgeous it. up here. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, <clears throat> it's stunning. It's, you know, the, the, the temperature's great. Mm. The Broncos are here and the Dolphins, of course. And uh, the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, not too far away. So you couldn't get better. There's a new casino coming for those who like to gamble. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Hardy, uh, when you were living Sydney. in Sydney, if there was a pie chart for your beach attendance, what was your number one yep. go-to beach? Number one beach, Wanda. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wanda. Because uh, I didn't live too – well, I've still, uh, still got a place there. I li- didn't live too far from Wanda Beach. So straight down there after work. Or before work, dip in, and, and you take that for granted when you don't live within ten minutes of a beach. Yes, you do. Uh, you are within about ten minutes of those Brisbane Broncos from Red Hill, and they're yes. causing red on the streets at the moment. What's going on there, mate? Well, it's, I'm glad you're making it at the top of the true crime segment because <laughs> you know what these players have allegedly done. It's not even allegedly anymore mm. because they put their hand up. And uh, this morning, they've fallen on their sword. Basically, Adam Reynolds, uh, good guys, you, you two know him very well, and Pat Carrigan. And um, look, some uh, vision emerged of them on Sunday night uh, having a, a wrestle that got a bit heated in, the, uh, in a park in Fortitude Valley. And for those who know Brisbane, Fortitude Valley is, uh, it's, uh, well, what would you call it? It's certainly a, uh, a great place to go if you're looking for some nightlife. But perhaps the Broncos, after their big successful fan day on Sunday, should have given it a bit of a wide berth because they've gone to a restaurant, rooftop bar. They got asked to move on from a couple of venues. And from what I understand, uh, Adam Reynolds was trying to get Pat Carrigan into a cab and he was uh, being a little bit uh, uh, difficult, had a few too many. And uh, they got into a wrestle, got a bit heated and, um, and vision was taken by members of the public. Everybody's got a phone these days. So, you know, they just can't be doing that. And this morning they fronted the media which was to their credit and apologised and said it wasn't a good look. And um, Kevy sort of, you know, told them that, it, uh, you know, he's, they let themselves down more than that club, uh, but says that they should still be going to Las Vegas, Sin City. Look uh, out. Uh, Brian, <laughs> I just find it amusing <laughs> that some of the characters in rugby league, the mass retirements between around 2002 and 2004, mm. or retiring from the NRL anyway, just coincidentally came in line with phones and camera phones Correct. and videos, didn't Correct. it? Correct. Well, it's actually, <laughs> I reckon it's a good thing. I said this earlier, Hardy. It's probably a good yeah. thing if you're a Brisbane Bronco 
administrator or a Brisbane Bronco fan because there is no way in the world any of those players are going to play up in Vegas no. now. So it's a bit I of a... Now they're going to be a under big wake strict, up call. Absolutely. So they got that out out of the way. What do you think will happen, Hardy? Do you reckon it'll be like a fine or suspended fine from the NRL? Well, I, th- I think what I'm hearing is the NRL integrity unit are going to not block them going to Vegas. They're sort of they're going to hold off and deal with it when they return. That could <laughs> As be you wrong would. information. Yeah. <laughs> but the NRL integrity unit don't necessarily work at fast pace. You know, so. They'll, um, they'll just go through the motions and maybe just let it uh, run. I, I don't think, from what I'm hearing, is that, that anyone in the uh, NRL thinks they should be banned from going to Vegas. Um, they don't want these are two no, really no. important senior players for the Broncos, and um, and they'll do a great job over there, you would imagine. And even as you just said, Brian, uh, even more so now, knowing that you know they've they've had a little bit of a, a blot on their uh, copybook here and. You know, they, they're going to try and make up for that. Correct. Well, I think they should go to Vegas, but I don't think they should play. I think they should get one week uh, against the Roosters. Yes. Just, uh, oh, yeah. just, <laughs> just, have that, just have just a week off. Yeah. Uh, but back yeah. next, round yeah. two, go for your life. What about yeah. this, Hardy and, and yeah. Fletch, and, and to the listeners? Just imagine that, and you said that the Integrity uh, Commission can take their time on things, but just imagine mm. if they, they've turned up and they've said, righto, Andrew and Pete, we've got the file and conclusions ready. Uh, mate, just hold off, hold yes. off. Yeah, yeah. Do hold some, off. We're do, a bit busy at the now. Yeah. Go and tra- track down <laughs> someone. Yes. I, I saw the footage where at the end of it they wrestled and all the other players jumped on like it was. Yeah. Some players mm. were unaware it was a fair ink and blue. Yeah. They just jumped on yeah. like and just had a bit of a wrestle. So it yeah. was a pile on. And look, Adam spoke. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the media conference this morning, but Adam and Pat pretty well explained what happened was that it, it was a situation where it began as a, a bit of a playful wrestle um, after he, Adam was trying to get Pat to, to go home and uh, and then it just got a bit heated uh, and it walked that fine line like there was no punches thrown there was no members of the public involved directly uh, it was just an ugly look mm. and bad timing in the lead up to the Vegas trip and uh, that just this is that fine line where it got a bit heated, and then yeah, as you say, all the other players started jumping on and <laughs> alcohol and yeah. uh, young men. And uh, late at night, so, um, you know, I guess there's all the fans down at the game were, at, at training this morning saying the old boys will be boys, but you, you just can't really say mm. that as an excuse anymore. They got they got to realise that they're high profile. And um, everything is scrutinised uh, these days. Well, the only thing I'd say now, and this is very contradictory, because back in our day, you know, like these guys are far better behaved, oh, and, yes. and even before Speak our day. Speak for yourself, yeah, Joel. My father-in-law, he said they'd go to the pub, and one of the West boys would be throwing darts at everyone. Mm. You know, like very different. And I, <laughs> I don't personally have yeah. an issue with it, Hardy. I, I probably yeah. think that, you know, with these boys getting paid, you know, some of them up to a million dollars or more. I do think yep. that the binge drinking culture in rugby league, and, and it was prevalent when we were there and prevalent probably still with us, Brian, now. But I do think if you're getting paid that much money, that and that this close to the season, you need to knock that out of your game. But as I said, uh, contradictory, because we certainly did that as well. But just hypothetically, Hardy, yep. we get to Vegas and the identical situation happens right at the front of... Uh, Resorts World. Yes. That's where we're all staying. Yes. Re- Resorts World. Resorts World. Way, takes you 40 minutes to walk up to the strip. Okay. So what about if you, oh, once so you get into the strip? So just you two are on the junket, are you? I am. I'm uh, not. Sugar's not. Yeah. No. I'm over there, yeah, yeah, just spreading the word of rugby league. Apparently when I got my okay. visa, when I got my uh, American work <laughs> visa, it said, uh, the words yeah. it said from a letter from um, Patrick Delaney, it said, 
uh, it was imperative uh, that Brian Fletcher <laughs> goes to Vegas yeah. for the broadcast of this NRL. Yeah. I've never heard that before in my life, that Brian uh, Fletcher, it's imperative to go to Vegas. Hey, Hardy, um, yeah. mate, we yeah. are a bit pressed for time, and I hate to do this on a True okay. Crime Tuesday. So let, let, can you just give us all the bullet points of what's going on with yep. this youth crime situation up there in Brisbane? Well, that is one of the really dark and, and, and sad situations uh, that I discovered when I moved up to Brisbane almost two years ago. Youth crime's out of control up here. And the most recent uh, tragic events are um, just over a week ago, a lovely 70-year-old grandmother by the name of Bileen White was, uh, was just... Uh, she went to shopping. She had a little six-year-old uh, girl with her. They went to the shops Saturday about 6 o'clock just to get a, a mouse pad for the computer. And uh, they're in the underground car park. And she um, she thought, oh, hang on a second, I've, I've forgotten to shut the car properly. And then uh, this 16-year-old, uh, allegedly 16-year-old uh, uh, person has jumped out from nowhere um, and demanded her keys to a car. She had a little Hyundai Getz, not a fancy car by any means. And uh, she handed him the keys, uh, uh, supposedly. This is how the story goes. And, and that 16-year-old allegedly then um, stabbed her and she she died on the oh. spot in front of this little six-year-old girl who ran for help. Um, and this poor little six-year-old girl will have to live with that forever. She went and got a, a doctor who was nearby, but there was nothing they could do. And this 16-year-old is charged with murder. He took that car allegedly to a nearby McDonald's and picked up another bunch of teenagers where they drove around for a bit before dumping the car. So wow. a murder allegedly all mm. over a, a car. Which, which they would have had anyway. Hey Hardy, can I ask? She, yeah. What, what's yeah. the like? What is the penalty for even any other scenario? A sixteen-year-old who would commit such a crime. What's the maximum penalty for a sixteen-year-old? That's a great question, and it's been debated. Like it's talked about a lot up here. The maximum for murder for a teenager is uh, is ten years. Oh wow! Uh, and so that that is the maximum uh, they can get. So there's. Uh, you know, there's been a strengthening of the bail laws up here because basically no matter what crime you did, if you're a juvenile, you're, you're back out on the streets. Uh, now for serious violent crimes uh, like this one, uh, there's no automatic bail. Uh, but, um, you know, that's had to be tightened up. Uh, there's real problem with detention. There is nowhere to put the uh, youth offenders. Um, so, you know, th there's a whole lot of issues around youth crime here that, uh, you wouldn't want to be in control of trying to figure out how to fix it because it's a, it's a massive problem. And, it, you know, unfortunately, tragedy keeps coming to uh, to good people's homes, mm. um, you know, just like the White family. You know, I've, I've had a lot to do with them since the murder. They're lovely people. Um, uh, Violene was just a good Christian lady who uh, who cared for everybody. And um, she, you know, she would have given them, you know, this offender uh, or anyone, she would have mm. given them the money if they'd asked for it. Hardy, are they are they committing these crimes in their areas, or are they travelling? Are they going into the town? Are they going far as the Gold Coast? Where, where's all where's all this? Well, we, because we only hear because this, we only hear yeah, about because, this crime in Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah. Well, Brian, because um, this particular crime, uh, there's a, someone before the courts. I've got to separate it a little bit. But in this particular case, the crime happens, uh, you know, within about ten minutes of the accused home. 
but uh, more generally speaking, when other youth uh, crimes are happening, it is, um, you know, it's, it's anywhere and everywhere. It's going to good suburbs. It's going to, you know, uh, tough suburbs. It's, it's, it's in regional, like towns, we've got a massive problem up there. It's probably, as far as a city in Queensland goes, it's, it's uh, by the numbers, it's got the biggest issue of youth crime of anywhere in, in Australia. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. The best laugh, not only in Australia, not only in the Southern Hemisphere, but in the world, Brian, is who? It's MBX. That's all I have to say. <laughs> MBX. Let's get our next guest on, who's an absolute talent for Stan Sport, FC expert. We're talking about the Bozzer. Mark Bosnich, good afternoon. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for that lovely introduction. How are you, Fletchy? I'm going good, Boz. Now, I'm underst- I understand that you're somewhere exotic because we can hear... The horn, not, horn of not. a boat. Where are you? I'm not, my friend. I'm not. I'm just on my balcony, but I just heard a horn of a boat. So yes. I was, um, I was just complaining to to Marky and to Brooks. If that horn doesn't stop, then um, something would have have to be done. I don't want to say on radio what what I, what I was going to do. I think it's quite apt. But uh, good to speak to you both. Um, I, I can I can feel the excitement for uh, in both your voices for the NRL to start. And just as though everybody will sense the excitement in my voice because the Champions League uh, resumes tomorrow morning yes. uh, with the round of 16. Yep, you can you can get that, by the way. Uh, the UEFA Champions League live, exclusive and in 4K on Stan Sport. Boz, the Mark Bosnich Cup. Manchester United take on Villa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. They did on the weekend. Um, uh, unfortunately for Aston Villa, despite the fact they had a glut of chances, they, they really couldn't put them away. And Manchester United, that was their fourth successive victory in all competitions, and much maligned this season, understandably so. Um, but they, they had shades of, of the old Manchester United, you know, soaked up the pressure. The goalkeeper who's come under a lot of criticism, justifiably so, um, because of his performances. But he was absolutely ex- excellent and honor for them. And like I said, Aston Villa, um, do really, every time any type of expectation has come about them this season, in terms of people going, oh, they're a real opportunity, uh, they, they fell over again. But... Look, you know, the bottom line is, in terms of Aston Villa, they're only eight points off the lead still. Um, so I still don't think that the championships uh, or the Premier League, whatever you want to call it, is beyond them. Uh, same with Spurs. I got a lot of stick in England because I said that yesterday. But I, I really think at this stage, as long as it's below nine points, I really still think that, that you are within a shout. And let's not forget as well, in terms of the overall spectrum, we're speaking about the Champions League. So... Um, Manchester City and Arsenal will resume the Champions League, uh, their pursuits in that. Liverpool, uh, Aston Villa are both in European competitions as well. The only one who hasn't got European competition is Spurs. So they will have a free week pretty much now to the end of the season. And that's really, really important as people and and teams become much much more fatigued. What are we looking forward to tomorrow, Boz? Or is it tomorrow? No, when's the... Yeah, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Absolutely spot on. Well, the, the, the... Two games tomorrow morning, RB Leipzig and Real Madrid. Uh, it's a bo- and Copenhagen is the game that we're concentrating on versus Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Tell me this. When, <laughs> yes. you, when you get into yes. the Champions League, I want to ask, yes. and it's a question without notice, uh, money-wise, what, what is it worth? I know you can't put an exact figure on it, but what is it worth to, oh, your, yeah. to your club? Is I it think, TV rights no, or no, the no, gate? I think, I think it's a... It's a yeah, it's a, it's a minimum, a minimum, I think, uh, of each club. I think a minimum. They released it the other day. I, I, if, if I knew, I, I, next time I'll come on, I'll get the exact figures for you. But I'm sure they said it was a minimum of 20 million euros for each club. And then it depends how far you go. So you get you get winning, you get, you know, obviously winnings as well. 
and look, you know, sometimes out of something bad comes something good. The, the proposed Super League, which fell over a year and a half ago, but subsequently was found by the European Court uh, of um, the, the European Union Court that it was legal to have. Uh, how, how do they put it? It was actually legal for the Super League to want to exist. So, so in other words, prospective clubs couldn't get banned from the current Champions League just by speaking to them. I still don't think it, it wasn't passed as legal. But anyway, as we know, the fans revolted and all that. That gave UEFA, the governing body, a, a, a little bit of a, you know, you could say a little bit of a, a proverbial kick up the backside mm. to increase the prize money more. So I think someone like Manchester City, who were champions last season, I think they, they made in the range of something like, I think, and I'll get those figures for you, but I'm sure I read it was something in the range of 100 million euros, Ooh. something like that, to, to, you know, and that's with, with like I said, bonuses and, and the fact that they're playing live on TV. Well, just to put it in perspective, so uh, as we all did over here yesterday, well, majority of us did, not all of us, let's, let's be honest, we watched the Super Bowl, fantastic event. Very disappointed for the 49ers, but uh, those Kaiser Chiefs, that, that Mahomes, are absolute oh. class act. Mm. But that um, that rated, so that rated yesterday, the ratings just come out 120 million in, that's 120 million people watching in America. So if you put on, say, another 50 million worldwide, which is what the total was last year, so that's about 170 million people watched that worldwide yesterday. But the Champions League final of last year, between Manchester City and Inter Milan, got 455 million people worldwide watching it. So oh. it, it, it compares up. But this is this is one of the reasons, because the wages-wise and what the clubs get money-wise, this is one of the reasons a lot of the American owners also own NFL teams were kicking up the stink because of the lack of money that they were getting in the Champions League in comparison to the Super Bowl when, you know, mm. really they, they, they get nearly, you know, nearly, what, two and a half times minimum the amount of viewers. So... But I'll get those figures for you next time, Fletcher. Good on your question. Good on your boss. My other question is: Is there any uh, soccer players, any uh, footballers, either from uh, England or anywhere else, going out with a Taylor Swift like? I know Shakira was going out with that gentleman, but that sort of ended badly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is Uh, it right at this moment in time? Yeah, right at this moment in time, I don't know. I mean, during my day, obviously, and my ex-teammate David Beckham went out with Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. She's no, she's nowhere near as big as Taylor. No. Taylor's at the, no, no, uh, maybe not now, but at that time, she was the biggest thing. Sort of, you know, the, the Spice Girls were like, you know, well, they were like the female Beatles that time. I understand, I understand, story, but yeah. individually, she's nowhere near. Oh, Taylor. individually, yeah, but I'm not a real music buff. But I'll ask, I'll yes, ask, you are. I'll ask week, you so, are Brian, a, you, you are do a buff. Think... You like the Kaiser Chiefs. I just heard you say the Kaiser Chief, uh, tourist. <laughs> this is the Kaiser, <laughs> is it? <laughs> that was a slip of the tongue, Boz. I think you meant to say Kansas Chief yeah. when you said the Kaiser Chief, yeah. which we do like. Kaiser Chief, Kansas Chief, yeah. tomatoes and yes. yes. Hey, so, Brian, yeah. let me ask you this, yeah. and I'll get Boz to chime in. Given the population at the time, scale, etc., globally, do you think that Taylor Swift and Kelsey are bigger than Posh and Beckham at the same t- at N- time? No, not together. Together? Together. H- who's bigger? Bex. Bex. The Beckhams. But Taylor blows Posh. Yeah, that's true. Off the... Off yeah, the, that's true. Yeah. David but, but as a couple, you're still on... Um, power couple. Yes. Definitely. Uh, Bonnie and Nathan Hindmarsh. And then <laughs> it goes the uh, Beckhams. Yeah, Beckhams together. Okay. 
do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Um, Boz, is that a fair statement together? That seems right. Well, you, you know your music better than me, but pretty much, I would say out of the four of them, I would say David Beckham. But I am biased, and must be said. But yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, yeah. David but Beckham's more famous. Than we're, I'm, like, yeah, we're very, we're very lucky in terms of our sport. In terms of you know, because of this world, well, it's the number one sport worldwide. So yep. we're very lucky. So automatically, yep. if there's a football involved, it, it sort of reaches more people. Then. Definitely. But you know what, music. I mean, you know, that's that's huge as well. I mean. Oh, that's, that's absolutely massive, yeah. Well, tell Boz the stat. What what, what the Taylor Swift effect was. What, what's that? About the Super Bowl numbers went up by 111 million. That's right. So I'm wondering, was that the same effect? No, no, it didn't go up 111 million. Didn't go no, 111 million. Went up about, went up about million. Million. Sorry, 11, 11 million. Yeah. 7%, which yeah. is a huge number on a record. 11 million. Yeah. But yeah. I'm wondering, were the Spice yeah. Girl fans then attracted to, to soccer? Because when Posh started oh, yeah. going out with... With old Bexy. Well, I, I, I will, I will give a little tip, and that's that's to all sports. I've, I've actually said this to a lot of administrators over here uh, for for a long, long time. The, the the massive, I would say, not the massive, because it was always big. The first division before the Premier League was always big. Anyone who went, who travelled, and went to Shanghai Airport in um in Singapore would would see, you know, would sit down and see the, the I mean, the old first division was everywhere. Remember, we used to have it here on ABC, but the Premier League went to a different level. And it went to a different level, in my opinion, in the 90s um, because of, of several reasons. One of them being that the interest that the, uh, that women got into the Premier League. And a lot of that was through uh, things like you just spoke about. That's a very important thing is, as we all know, well, the majority of us know, that if the women, if the woman and the kids want to go somewhere, yep. you're going. 100%. Yep. Bozinator, I'm going to have my alarm set on Friday morning because our team, the Young Boys, uh, <laughs> versus Sporting at the Wankdorf in the Europe in the yeah. Europa League. Then they have then they have middle then they have middle fart in the Swiss League the next day. I'd like to see Young Boys v Middle Fart at Wankdorf. That would be my ult, that would be my ultimate ultimate morning. That, uh, well, well, that that could be arranged. Don't worry about that. You're right. So we've got the Europa League and the Conference League for the, the other two. The, the second and third tier competitions coming back on on um, on Friday morning, and uh, whereas it's the round of sixteen and obviously knockout uh, in the Champions League uh, with the Europa League and the uh, European Conference League, the teams that finish first in all their groups are, are into the round of sixteen. This is what's called the knockout stage. It's the last thirty two, and young boys come up against Sporting of Lisbon. You're right. Yep. The, the game that we're going to concentrate on is AC Milan versus the French side. Fair Rams. enough. Fair call. Um, but there's some really good games there, but. Uh, young boys, like I said, uh, you know they they were in a, a very difficult group, but they ended up getting uh, third place. So so they're in, like I said, they're in that into that playoff, and they're very very difficult team to beat at home. But the thing is, you know, they're coming up against a team um, from Portugal who are second in the league and a very very good side. They're, they're well, you can say they're equal first, only second on goal difference to to, to Bayern Munich. So they're they're a very very good side, and it's going to be difficult for them. But anything's possible at the Wankdorf, as you know. Uh, anything is impossible. We close your eyes, and I just think of Wankdorf. What about? Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Surfs up, dude. Well, it is, and Ronnie Blakely. Uh, we haven't spoken to him for a while, and sunset is just about to kick off, and Ronnie is pumped as I am. WSL commentator and Aussie legend, all round good guy, Ronnie Blakely, who's standing by. G'day, Ronnie. Mate, I was going good until I had to squirt on my gel queen down the <laughs> What a nightmare. Oh, 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 oh devastated. Oh, the old gel queen. It's, a, it's an American phenomenon. <laughs> if you want me to keep going with this after we talk to Ronnie, yeah. I can tell you, 
what it actually does. Yeah, I can't look at my toothpaste the same way, Brian, anymore. Uh, not that, not, not oh, the no. empty toothpaste. Basically, there's micro tears. Or Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a, are you a um, Sea Eagles man, Ronnie? I am a Sea Eagles yeah. man. Are you going to Vegas? Oh, I wish I was, mate. I'm going to uh, I'm going to Newcastle instead. Well, that's a, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's very similar. You can still do exactly yeah, what you do in Vegas. You can in Newcastle, no doubt. Hey, Ronnie, yeah, as a Northern house, Beaches house man, uh, as a Northern Beaches man, a fellow citizen that way, Maddie Johns revealed, and I had it confirmed by Maddie Anderson, who's called Donk, or we like to call him Wristwatch. Yes, he actually took out Thor over your neck of the woods. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. I um, I'm actually uh, spending a bit of time on the north coast at the moment, and I. I bumped into the um, shorter, stockier version of um, Hemsworth, Luke, and he told me he'd been down to Sydney surfing with uh, Tom Carroll and yeah. uh, Matty Granger out on the uh, the bombies off Long Reef. Can, can they that last big swell? I've seen vision of um, Chris surfing. Can the yeah. other can the other brothers both surf? Yeah, they all they all surf really well. Wow. They're all really competent. Yeah. No, there's nothing they can't that, do. I know. Doesn't that's that make sick. you feel? I know. You can't have everything. Yeah. No. I bet yeah. you they're not joking. Definitely not joking. <laughs> well, they, they are, but for the, the negative effect. <laughs> <laughs> I better put the toothpaste back here. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get it to go down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those jokers. Oh, good luck to them. That's unfair. Yeah. Life's unfair. Yeah. Right now, Ronnie, the WSL bullet points to this point mm. read which way? Oh, mate. Uh, impressive start, game-changing event, um, the first event of, of the 2024 season, uh, next level. Uh, the, the women's sport, performance-wise, it'll never be the same, um, and, and mainly due to the performance of a young Australian called Molly Picklam. Um, Next-level backhand tube riding, I, I mean, it's been building. The evolution has been coming over the last couple of years, but we had solid solid pipeline conditions none of none of the multiple world champions were there on finals day Steph's having a year off Carissa got knocked early that's her last uh, event for well maybe ever wow um but this young brigade of just phenoms took over um Betty Lusakura Johnson a young Hawaiian um Molly Picklam and the event winner uh Katie Simmons who's 18 they were surfing 10-foot backdoor pipe, oh. getting, you know, huge barrels. And, and Molly had a – she had a 10 on the um, on the pipe side of the peak. And it was hands down the best backhand wave I've ever seen ridden by uh, a woman and hands down a, a lot better than some of the pipe waves I've seen from the blokes over the years as well. So, yeah, a game-changing event. Awesome. I saw Caitlin um, Simmons getting interviewed in the water and – she made a really good comment. She said, "Like this is a wave that women we're we're petrified of it. I got so much respect for the surfers that surf it, but I've got equally amount of respect for the surfers that don't want to surf it. Yeah. Is that is there girls or have you ever seen professional surfers pull out of an event because it's too heavy? Um, yeah, right. I, I have. Um, but I've also seen people um do things that they they wouldn't otherwise do with a jersey on." Just gotcha. in the heat of competition, yeah, uh, yeah. which is awesome. But you know, you, you don't want to call people out. People kind of, some people are really aware of, of what their limits are. Um, there has been 
um, events in the past that are, it's kind of unprecedented, the size of the waves. Um, Tahiti in, in the early years, you didn't really know what was sort of capable there. The waves so sucky and bowly, it's really hard to paddle into. And there was, you know, reports of, you know, guys putting a jersey on back in the day and sort of saying to the contest director, hey, if anything happens, just tell my family that I, I love them. Oh. And they're going out in these huge waves. And, you know, there's there's always been those events on the schedule. You wind the clock back years and years ago when, um, you know, on the North Shore, the contest directors were just, they were sick. There was yeah. something wrong with them. They just yeah. sent people out in anything. Now when the WSL sort of looks at the interests of the surfers and when the conditions are maybe big but marginal, they cop so much flack for not sending them out there, especially by the old guard, which yeah. is uh, – it's good entertainment if you're just having a scroll through the the gram and some great comments. What is what sort of training are they doing for when they have to surf something like pipeline when it's mm. 10, 12, 15 foot? Like what 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 do they do fitness wise? Yeah, fitness wise, they're there. You know, like what what you I think like a lot of them do is try and simulate. Um, what happens to you in a lineup like that. And and that is basically um, reach peak fatigue uh, where you're completely out of breath, um, you're, you're spent and, you know, then you get taken underwater and, and you're trying to simulate a wipeout. It's a very difficult thing to do, um, but someone will push you down and you'll have people there who um, basically twirl you around in the water and, and test your ability to control your breath and not lose control. Um, and, and freak out and, and just remain calm. But br- breath hold training is a big focus of the surfers these days. But, I mean, for the most part, they're at peak level f- fitness, you know. So, really, the, the main thing you're trying to train is just your your, your brain yeah. and your, um, your capacity to deal with stress in those situations. And that's something that they're all on top of, you know. Like someone like Molly will go to, like, Red Bulls um, training facility where there's, you know, just a whole different level of science going behind the training that they're doing. Um, but, yeah, for the most for the most part, it's just about, you know, gathering the minerals to push yourself over the ledge on waves that, you know, are the size of three-storey houses. Wow. Hey, Ronnie, the NFL season just concluded, and it goes for probably in its entirety about five months. The NRL goes for probably eight months uh, cricket goes for about thirteen months. <laughs> Doesn't never. Was ends. that last touchdown just the biggest? Like someone let the bubbles out of the champagne. It just was such a, a lame finish. Yeah. to an epic overtime game. Yeah. I, I, I thought you said I agree. Where's Scotty, where's Scotty Sattler? Yeah, Ronnie, yeah. right, I agree. It was the. It just sort of was over, and we're all building up to this. Oh. And it, it just they didn't really celebrate. No, it was. I couldn't put my finger on it either. Yeah. Like, like, the same and, same and scenario coming from a mile away. Yeah, yeah the same scenario. We'd be going bongos, wouldn't we? Well, we yeah. did. We did for Penrith Cow- and Broncos. Or Cowboys and Broncos. Yes. Yeah. I don't, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, so I'm weird. Anyway. Still now, watched it. What I was going to say, Ronnie, was um, the surfing, like, h- how much commitment? I know, I know they've got to stay fit all year round, but the competition in its proper, proper how long do they need to be up for? Um, well, uh, generally a, a swell window doesn't last that long, you know, like a, a bit, bit of storm activity or, or energy in the ocean will, will sort of dissipate over a, a sort of three day period generally. So sometimes it, it comes in kind of, um, little spurts. You might have a, a couple of days, maybe three days where you've got to kind of be, be on the most taxing uh, events are, are sort of obvious. It's the ones in Hawaii and then, 
Um, Fiji's on the schedule this year. That's a big one. It's going to test you physically. The wave's horrifying when it gets big, and there's sort of nowhere to hide. You're gonna you're gonna eat shit. Mm. Um, so they're they're events that require a you know a real level of, of um, you know fitness and just mental strength to just keep turning up and and you know taking the heavy beatings and and getting back out there and going again. Um, but then some are a little more chilled, small wave locations. They're they're a holiday, so they don't really require a whole lot. Just a thirty minute burst of energy. Thanks for listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget live on the radio. You can catch us three pm to six pm daylight savings time through your SEN network. Perhaps six ninety three up there in Queensland, maybe eleven seventy in Sydney, or wherever you catch SEN. The YouTube page is flying at the moment for all your rugby league content. At Joel Fletch SEN is a way to catch up with that. Social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.